Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today is part one of two on a series of mental health um, that I'm interviewing my friend Hannah Hardy. We're going to be talking about her journey and what stopped her from ending it all. So, you know what I need you to do? Welcome back to a special edition, nighttime edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I would do anything to have Hannah on. I would even do a special nighttime edition just to have her on because Hannah is so amazing. She's one of these people that just encourages and inspires me daily. And I, because we started doing Proverbs 31 Ministries online Bible studies together and meeting and having coffee and conversations and just everything. So Hannah, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, as Melissa said, I, um, my name is Hannah and I have a blog called the Hannah Hardy, which is my first and middle name. I talk about all things, makeup, mainly reviews, product recommendations, favorites, things like that. Uh, I work in agricultural lending during the day and then I do the blogging on the side just for fun. I have a dog named Windsor who's the cutest thing you'll ever see in your whole life. And then two big, he's a little dog. Then I have two big dogs, Jack and Jake, that are my whole world. As Melissa said, we met doing um, a Bible study. She reached out to me. and was like, hey, I'm doing this Bible study. You want to meet? And I was like, sure. And friendship grew from there. And we've done several studies together since then. And we still meet up. And a great friendship has come from that, as well as building my faith and confidence in myself. We've helped each other in that area. Not too long ago, you wouldn't catch either one of us doing this. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Nope, for sure. And I will have to say that maybe I would kind of sort of agree with about Windsor being the cutest because Allie, you know, (laughs) has my heart. So, Windsor is pretty cute. Windsor's the cutest white dog. Windsor's the cutest white dog. Well, okay. Allie's the cutest black and white dog. There we go. We'll go with that. So, Hannah, the reason why I wanted you on is because your story is so powerful. You actually wrote a blog post for me, what, two years ago when I was doing a story about positive images and because women are so inundated with all these negative images on social media and everything is you're supposed to look this way, you're supposed to be this way. And you wrote a really compelling and tear jerking post about how you saw yourself and what saved you. So can you want to tell us a little bit about your story as much as you're comfortable with telling? 
Sure. You'd probably have to tell me to shut up at some point, but, um, <laughs> so <laughs> I've always been the girl with the plan. Uh, when we were in high school and on, none of my friends knew what they wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew where I wanted to go to college and I was new. I had my whole plan mapped out for me. Well, you know, there's that old adage. If you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. I'm the reason he LOLs on the regular, but, um, so I did, I got part of that. I did go to the college I wanted to, which is Meredith college. I did major in what I set out and intended to major in, which was fashion merchandising. And I minored in business administration and marketing. And I was, you know, set and sell for New York or a big city to work in the fashion industry. I applied for jobs all over the United States, Dallas, Seattle, Atlanta, Charlotte, you name it. The road was open for me. And after lots and lots and lots of no's, I had to regroup because that wasn't in my plan. And I ended up finding a job in Raleigh and I started working part-time, which turned into full-time. Pay was very minimal, but it was a job. It was better than no pay. And my whole goal was to graduate, get out on my own, get off my parents' uh, payroll, you know, do my own thing, be a, an adult with whatever that entails. And it just didn't really happen that way. I was working at a cosmetic store and we did not have a lot of foot traffic or a lot of people in and out. So I got left to my own vices for lots of hours during the day, which led to getting in my own head and thinking about how, you know, this isn't where I was going to be. I tried so hard. I, you know, I tried to get good grades. I tried to make connections. You know, I did all the things I thought I should do. And the end result was still a no. And of course, I see my friends on social media buying houses and cars and this, that, and the other. And I'm just trying to pay my rent, not have to ask my mom for $20 at the end of the week. And I just, I, I thought it was something that I did wrong. You know, where did I get, where did I derail? And I had, I guess I should back up a little bit. I had been on anxiety medicine at this point for a little while because it just came to a head and I knew I had to do something because what, what I was doing, which was nothing, was not working anymore. So after I was at this job after I graduated and I thought, you know, my life is good. I've got a job. I got an apartment. I don't need that medicine anymore. Not a doctor, but I'm here to tell you, don't ever just stop taking anxiety medicine. It's not a good idea. And that coupled with the lots of times to think about all my missteps, so to speak, it just put me in a really bad headspace mentally. And I had a, just a really bad day at work. And I was like, I just, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm a failure. I just... I don't have, you know, I'm not where I was supposed to be. And so I came really close to making a really, really bad life altering, life ending decision. And I decided that's not what I needed to do, but I knew I needed to get out of my apartment for the night. So I grabbed my dog and I came home and I pulled up in the carport. My parents were like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I just need to come home. I said, if I stayed in Raleigh by myself, I was going to make a decision that I really don't want to do or should do. And so I hadn't told anybody about this. I keep everything in. I don't want to ever burden anybody with my problems. We all got problems. Mm -hmm. And I started talking to my parents and my dad was like, just quit. And I was like, I can't quit. First of all, I'm barely making any money right now. And if I quit, I mean, no money. And I'm going to rely on y'all for every dime, just like I have my whole life. And I'm not supposed to do that anymore. And he was like, well, you don't, you can't live like you're living now. Just quit. We'll figure it out. So the next day I did just that. I quit. And then I didn't have a job for three months, which led to further depression because again, it was no after no after no after no. And then I got a really good job 
at a company that's been voted one of the best places to work in America several times. So things were looking up. Um, but even still, it's just part-time work, and I was still feeling, still having to rely on my parents for money and things that I, I didn't want to have to do. But that, right before I quit, that, that was rock bottom for me, obviously. Um, I got back on my anxiety medicine, and I opened up the Bible that I had received for graduation from my church. It had been tucked away in a drawer, and um, as far as my journey with faith, I grew up in church. I live next door to my church, so I've, no excuse not to go, it's right there, but... I went to Sunday school, I went to church, Bible school, Bible study. I did confirmation classes. I did the whole thing. I had been saved. I had a relationship with the Lord. I prayed every night. And I just I just felt so broken. And I didn't know where else. I had too much pride to like go to therapy or see a counselor, which I shouldn't have. Always do that. But I picked up my Bible because I thought, you know, my whole life I'm told this book has all the answers to any problem you could ever have. So I just picked it up and it this particular Bible had a um, devotion series at the front of it. So I started on week one, day one and worked my way through. And from that I started, um, after I finished that up, I just Googled devotions and um, came across some really good books. And that just led to doing Proverbs 31 and um, our friendship. But one of the first books that I read is called A Confident Heart by Renee Swope. And I opened the first pages and it was, there's been a couple of times where I've really felt God speak to me. You know, growing up, I always hear, well, God told me this and I prayed and he told me this. And I was like, well, did I do it wrong? Because he's never, I've never heard him talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. He's never been like, Hannah, you need to do this. And so, but sitting, I can, in my apartment in Greenville, at this point I had moved again. I opened that book and she talks about, she went to Meredith College, where's, which is where I went, you know, walking around campus her senior year, just feeling kind of lost. I mean, I started preschool at three and graduated college at 22. I'd done nothing but go to school. So then it was like, you graduate and now what? Um, but through all that, it worked out good. I kind of, he saved me, obviously, but I saved myself too because I knew, I knew where to turn. And that book does have all the answers thousands of years later. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Windsor, how Windsor saved you. Because Windsor was a big, big, big decision making for you for not to he end it all. He was. So my dog is my child. He is my whole world, my whole heart. And that day that I came home to pick him up before I drove home for the night, he was obviously so excited to see me. He'd miss me all day. And I looked at him and I thought, you know, if I'm not here anymore, some will care for him. Now, Hannah did tell us right before she um, got on that she was out, lives out in the sticks, so she might have problems with her internet. And I think right now she's having problems. So um, for those who don't, that are just tuning in, Hannah is telling her story about how she is, how she was able to overcome kind of like anxiety and depression and basically save yourself, right? Because you actually kind of cut out there. So your Zoom was, your call was kind of, your internet was messed up, like you said. <laughs> so let's talk again about Windsor and how he saved you. Anyway, his face is what saved me because I knew he needed me. And that was enough for me to 
make a decision to keep on to try harder to figure it out. Don't you just love technology? I mean, really, folks, it was so funny. I was able to salvage part of the interview, and I can't wait to have more in-depth interview with her coming up. So make sure you tune in for the second part of the interview. Mental health is no joke. But we also need to realize that we need to take the stigma away from it because mental health is a real problem in our society. Basically, any problem alcohol, drugs related can be produced to mental health. So I think this is a conversation we all need to have. And I thank Hannah for stepping forward and agreeing to have this conversation with me. I really hope that you join in on our next interview and listen to more of her story and learn about how we kind of help each other. And remember, I have turned these chats from the blog cabin into not only this face, this podcast, but also Facebook lives and even put any interviews on YouTube. So if you miss any of them, or if you want to see the face behind the voice, check out Facebook lives at Avengers of Frugal Mom or YouTube chats from the blog cabin. Thank you for being part of the Chats from the Blog Cabin podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and to leave a rating or review. Because, folks, that really helps me out and it helps my podcast get higher. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed. And remember, keep chatting, especially about mental health. Hey, y'all. If you know me in real life, you know that what you see is what you get. I'm pretty authentic. But you'll also hear me say how much I love supporting worthwhile causes and people. I feel like support, that's basically where you put your money, is the most powerful tool that the internet has to offer. And it gives you a voice to your dollars. The cool folks at Anchor have made a way for you to support your favorite podcasts, such as Chats from the Blog Cabin. If you're in the U.S., you can visit my podcast profile on desktop or mobile browser to give a little monetary support each month. Whatever you can afford, basically. If you do want to donate, it will be greatly appreciated. So go to my page, Chats from the Blog Cabin. You can find my page at anchor.fm backslash Chats from the Blog Cabin. I'll do my best to pay it forward through content and giving back.